is Red House Rising, Season 2, Episode 2, Home Fires. It's May 1942, almost six months since the Pearl Harbor attack. Rangoon and most of the rest of Burma are under Japanese control now. The Flying Tigers have been bombed out of three different Burmese air bases and are now based in Baoshan, China, where mission critical for the Tigers is stopping the Japanese from crossing the Salween River into the heart of China. Meanwhile, Hawaii is under martial law. Influential Japanese men, whether U.S. citizen or not, are picked up and held in internment camps throughout the islands. In the hills above Honolulu, Jo hikes a narrow trail through the tropical forest, carrying her four-month-old son in a sling. She reaches a clearing and stops to take in the breathtaking view. What do you think, Daniel? Look at that pretty view. That's Diamond Head. Isn't that pretty? Jo continues along the pathway until she drops down into an open grassy area with a view of the docks at Pearl Harbor. She goes through an old whitewashed wooden gate and enters a small cemetery. Okay, let's see if we can find your grandparents. Nope. Nope. Not you, sir. Okay, here we go. Daniel, I'd like you to meet your grandma June and grandpa John McMenemy. Mom, dad. This is Daniel, your grandson. And there's another big war and I miss you. I just miss you. Wow, that was loud. Those engines were loud, weren't they? That's mommy's favorite sound. Did you know that? Of course you did. We better get going. Mommy's gonna be late. Do you like those engines too, do you? I think you do. Oh, look, sweetie. Those ladies down there on the docks, they're learning how to be firemen. Firewomen, I guess. On the dock, three women direct an attack hose at a target just offshore. Another team wrestles with a big supply hose, just managing to keep it from knocking them over. Oh boy, they got their hands full, don't they? Oops, down she goes. I don't think she's hurt, what do you think? I completely agree. With Daniel still slung close to her, Joe rides her bike along a bustling Honolulu street. She stops in front of a bar called Ruby's Place and goes inside. How's my little Danny boy doing? Shh. I'll get the door, Joe. I'm going to put him down in the office, okay? Of course. Go ahead. He's getting bigger every day. I didn't know we were babysitting. Maru's gonna watch him. Joe's got that interview today. I think she's nervous. Maru's got him down. Thanks, Ruby. You've been a lifesaver to all of us. 
She's right. We're all just so grateful. I'm the one who's grateful you're here. With this war going on, we need family around us. And I'm finally Grandma Ruby, and not a day too soon. Well, we love you for it, Ruby. I mean, I, I do very much. Uh, I mean, don't we, Joe? Yes. Uncle Walt, you do. I've got to get going. Joe, now you listen to me. Those naval intelligence people are crazy if they don't take you. I wager no one knows the Japanese mandates better than you. And that includes the Japanese Navy. Those islands are in your blood. I have to force myself not to think about our friends on Truk and all those people on all the other islands and what this war is going to do to them. Office of Naval Intelligence Headquarters, Honolulu. Inside a small conference room, Joe and a young ONI officer stand over a table piled with charts and maps of the Pacific Theater. A tall woman in a dark suit, her blonde hair pulled into a tight chignon, stands in the corner, listening. Of course we recognize that Truk Lagoon's location is strategically important to the Japanese, but not more important than Saipan or Palau, surely. What I'm saying is this. They've spent a lot of time and money making Saipan and Palau as Japanese as possible, with geisha houses and movie theaters and all the other comforts of home. But Truk Lagoon gives the Imperial Navy an 820-square-mile harbor in the middle of the Pacific sea lanes. They've made it their main base of operations in the South Pacific. I watched them do it. That makes it more important than Saipan and Palau put together. Excuse me, Miss McManamy, Special Agent Lockett, FBI. In order for you to work here at ONI, we need to understand some things. So, you came to Truk Lagoon in the Japanese mandates as a child. I lost my folks when I was six. Yes, the Spanish flu especially rough on your parents' generation. They died here in Hawaii. Yes, they did. How did you know that? It's one of the few things we do know about you, Miss McManamy. My father was a medic in the Navy during the Great War. My mother was a teacher. They came to Hawaii to help fight the epidemic here. So then, when they were gone, you went to live on Truk with your father's brother and his wife? Yes, they took me in. My aunt and uncle worked for Catholic missions, distributing supplies, medicine, whatever they needed. And so how is it that you came to fly for All Asia Transport, a Japanese company owned by a Japanese prince? Well, we needed a better plane for the missions. So I agreed to fly transport for Nick Nakura, and he got us a bigger, faster plane, which we were very grateful for. He did, did he? Prince Nakura was against the war and what it would do to his people, to all the Pacific peoples. But his government, his government is now in the thrall of a fascist military cult. A very powerful and dangerous cult, actually. I know. I've seen it up close. I know the mandates. I know those islands. Let me help you.
Joe and Maru are out in Waikiki Bay beyond the surf break, swimming fast side by side. They speed up as they sprint past a buoy. That felt good. After that meeting, this feels really good. You let me win, Joe. I'm out of practice. You slowed down. Well, maybe I did. I was thinking about Daniel. Working means I'll be away from him now. He'll have Ruby and Walt and me. I know. I'm just going to miss him so terribly. Okay. Okay, first one to shore. On your mark, get set. <laughs> it's a beautiful evening in Honolulu. Taka stands alone on the back porch of the family home where he's sheltered during the attack. In the west, Floodlights over Pearl Harbor light up the sky. After a moment, Sue Ann joins him. Taka? Here. I'm here. I had to read Mackie his new book twice. They never stop, do they? Over at the harbor? No, they don't. My country has made a fatal mistake. My husband wouldn't think so. He didn't like the U.S. He didn't like Hawaii. He didn't like Hawaiians, and half of my family is Hawaiian. He's got a farm near Hiroshima, but he probably couldn't wait to enlist in the army. Do you ever miss him? <laughs> no, I don't. He never wanted to marry me. He did it because of Mackie. He went back to Japan, and that was that. Sometimes I worry I didn't help him fit in. I don't know. Never being there for your son? Never watching him grow up? Sue Ann, I want to be with you. And Mackie. I do. I... That's good. Because I want you. It's my dad. Dad, what's the matter? I think I was followed home from the hospital. We've been assuming they wouldn't pick up the doctors. They need doctors, Japanese or not, but... I was definitely followed. Oh, Dad, they wouldn't. What is going on, Ichiro? Careful, Tutu. Where's your cane? I don't need my cane in my own kitchen. I don't see anyone out there now, but I would swear. Tell them the truth, Ichiro. You're Hawaiian through and through, not Japanese anymore. I know, but things are different now. I also have some news. Your friend may be alive. What? If it is your friend. There was a Japanese man in a coma after the attack. They had no idea who he was, but he survived. 
And it turns out he's a Japanese diplomat. A prince, in fact. That's Nick. That's my friend Nick. Nikura! I thought so. Oh, Nick. You're alive. I need to go to him. Somehow. But if you go... I won't involve you or your family. But I must go. I owe him everything. We understand. Ichiro, I'll never be able to repay you for all you've done. And Suan, I... Dad? I'll get it. You stay here. Yes. May I help you? We're looking for a Mr. Uh, Ichiro Shunji. Is that you, sir? Dr. Shunji. Yes, that's me. Okay, come with us. What is this about? You know what it's about. Don't get cute. Better if you just come along with us, sir. Hmm? All right. All right. Let me retrieve my bag of instruments and say goodbye to my family. Make it quick. I have to go with these men. We plan for this. I love you. Where are you taking my father? I want you to tell me where you're taking him. Just never you mind. He's more Hawaiian than you two. You want to repay me, Taka? Take care of my family. Hold on a minute. Let me see inside that bag. It's medical instruments, nothing more. Hey, he's a doctor. Just bring his bag and let's go. Where are they taking Grandpa? Oh, honey. Don't worry, Mackie. I'll be back soon. Don't count on it, Sonny. Maru walks along Waikiki Beach at sunset, carrying a big string of fish. She turns toward a beach house with a wide lanai. Inside, Ruby's working on a song for her show while Joe pours over an old route map. Wow, the daily catch is here. Maru, you are a marvel. Grilled opaka paka then, coming up. I stopped and gave two to Mrs. Kagawa and her daughter. You take good care of them. And us. It's so tough on these Japanese families. The men are gone, and the women have to fend for themselves. Mrs. Kagawa says they want to go into the camp so they can be with Mr. Kagawa. That's what they did to the Japanese families on the mainland, put everyone in a camp. It's not right. The whole thing, not right. If they put every Hawaiian of Japanese descent in a camp, Hawaii would cease to function. Oh, Joe, you're not gonna believe it. I can hardly believe it myself. Come sit, Walter. What's going on? Uh, I can't sit. I can't. I, I just saw this in the paper. Joe, you gotta listen to this. Okay, okay, I'm listening. What is it? It, it says there's a big diplomatic exchange with Japan coming up. Uh, our diplomats for theirs. But, but they've been waiting for this one Japanese fella who was badly hurt in the Pearl Harbor attack. So bad that he's still in the hospital here in Honolulu. Joe, it's Nick Nakura. Nick Nakura in the hospital right here in Honolulu. 
And he has been the whole time we've been here. Walt, are you sure? What happened to him? Is he all right? I think so. Uh, all right enough for them to put him on a boat to Mozambique. Dear God. Nick. Nick. Baoshan, China. Flying Tigers Air Base. Pilots relax in the canteen. Mike, Sam, and Drake among them. Look, I'm with the old man. Pilots are gonna make the difference in this war. Stillwell's a crank. That crank is the U.S. commander around here. Chenault's right about air superiority. But come July, we're fighting for the U.S. 23rd Fighter Group. Their shoulders held the sky suspended. What God, God abandoned, abandoned these, these defended. defended. I could listen to the old man for hours. Yeah, he stole that from A.E. Hausman. A.E. Hausman? Hey, Bruce. Any word from Alice? Did she make it to Kunming? She's been and gone. Already on her way back, mate. Well, that's good to hear. Thanks. Alice knows what she's doing. She's a smart lady, yeah? Smarter than you lot, eh? Much, much smarter. Yep. Well, just let me know when you hear something, will you? Mercer. Yes, sir. You got it. Yes, sir. Understood. Let's go. Let's go? Same bridge, different day. Alone and on foot, Alice makes her way through a war-torn Chinese village. She enters a ransacked home and follows a passageway to an inner courtyard. I know you're here. <laughs> Can't fool big sister. Liang, Mei Mei. Are you keeping safe? Of course. Okay, I haven't got much time. We're being moved again. Tell your comrades the Japanese are trying to build a bridge across the Salween. The AVG have stopped them so far, but it's a knife to the heart of China if Japan succeeds. You're flying tigers to the rescue then? At the moment, yes. The tigers and the Guomindang infantry. But not the CPC. Is that it? No, that's not it. But your communist friends spend a lot of time converting peasants to their cause when they could be fighting. Communism inspires the Chinese people. It gives them hope. If the KMT doesn't approve, well, they can... What? They can fight the Japanese while the communists wait for inspiration? Look, never mind. I've got to go. So do I. I've got some fighting to do. Uh, Liang? Just don't get yourself killed, okay? Never happen. Don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. Still carrying a torch for that pilot? No. I don't have time for that anymore. Oh, I bet you find time. He's bad news for you, Jie Jie. Okay, the truck's unloaded. With our humble thanks, Alice. Good. Okay. Mei Ling, please keep an eye on my sister. It's my favorite thing to do. Be careful, both of you. We'll be fine. You be safe. Let's go. Mike, Sam, and Drake drop their P-40s into the upper Salween River Gorge and fly just above the river. Ahead, a pontoon bridge is nearing completion. Okay, panda bears, let's do some pooping on the pontoon, over. 
Roger that. Happy to drop my load, sir. Right behind you there, poopers. Mike! Agat coming from the cliffs! Mike! Pull out! Mike yanks his P-40 up into a steep turn, slams open the cockpit canopy, unstraps, and throws himself out. Holy mother! Mike! Shit! I'll cover the air gag. Stay on target, Drake! Sam knocks out the guns on the cliff. Drake releases his bombs and annihilates the bridge. Searching for Mike. Did you see him? No, I'm looking. You see anything? No. Still looking. Wait. Wait, wait. That's a shoot. Caught in the trees down there. I see him. I see him. He's hung up. You've gone and done it now, Mercer. Just get this. Mike is slumped against a tree, bleeding from a deep gash in his shoulder. Who's there? Hey, you, you. It's late evening in Honolulu. Joe stops outside Queens Hospital and looks up. Oh, Joe, what are you doing? Hi, Nick. Guess what? You have a son. Oh, brother. Nick sits in a chair next to his hospital bed, one leg in a full cast, his head partially bandaged. Across from Nick sits a man in a dark suit. You know, Mr. Nakura, there was some wagering on whether you'd pull through or not. I lost money on that bet. I'm sorry you lost money. But I'm told yours was a smarter bet. Acute subdural hematoma. Thought you were a goner. Like your friend, Mr. Kawashima. Taka. Yes. Vaporized. Not even a body. He didn't have any family in Hawaii, did he? I don't think so. He never mentioned it. Yeah. You should have been dead. It was a smart bet. Anyway, the thing I keep wondering... Well, it's really a number of things. You're spending so much time here in Honolulu. You own a transport company, I know. And that's why you happen to be at Rogers Field the morning of December 7th. I was ordering a new plane. You know that. <laughs> yeah, there's no plane coming, Chief. Or should I call you Prince? Mr. Kincaid. I told you. Call me Doug. I was returning from a peace mission, Doug. Your government knows this. You also know George Gerber picked Sunday morning to meet. George Gerber's dead, thanks to you. George and 2,000 sailors and civilians. <laughs> Don't worry. It's my job to protect you. 
But everyone in this hospital's lost friends, so... I guess you really are lucky to be alive. Joe walks along a quiet hospital hallway. Two nurses round a corner and hurry past. I told her I would be down the hall and she couldn't even wait. I know, she's so impatient. Did you hear her? Just casually walking around the hospital after hours. Joe comes to a nurse's station and stops. She sees a man in a dark suit coming out of a room guarded by two Marines. She turns and approaches the nurse's station as the man walks past. Yes, hi. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just leaving. I think I got turned around. Oh, you're right, dear. You are turned around. You can just go back out that way. The stairs will be on your right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Say... Is that where they're keeping that Japanese diplomat? It is, dear. Yes. FBI's been here 24 hours a day. FBI? Wow. Exciting. Not really. Pretty boring, actually. The only excitement was when the doctor said his brain was still too swollen. And the FBI said, too bad. We're taking him next week. Wow. Next week? Doctors usually get the final say-so around here. Not this time. Outside again, Joe takes a last look up at Nick's room. Oh, Nick. Visiting a friend? An old friend. Red House Rising was produced, written, and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Episode 3 is next. <laughs>